I'm Adela, and this is the House Medium Podcast. In this podcast, you are going to send me your emails and you're going to ask your questions, whether it's paranormal or have to do with real estate and you want me to look at the house that you're looking to buy or rent. But not only are you going to send me your emails, but I'm going to have you on my podcast and I'm going to see and tell you what I see while I'm seeing it responding to your email right to you and you are going to tell me if this makes sense if it resonates so all the listeners can hear and be a part of this experience now if you don't want to be on here i understand for those of you who don't i will still read your email however i look forward to being your house medium. Hello. So welcome to the house medium or welcome back to those of you who have been listening for some time and welcome to all the new listeners. So I'm Adela, your house medium. And of course, this is Halloween. And, you know, I'm sure everyone's like expecting a full on Halloween type of thing. However, if you notice, I am the house medium and this podcast is pretty Halloween y all year round. So if you don't know me, then get to know that I'm always going to go left when everyone goes right. I might go a little bit in the middle. What I mean by that is I kind of want to take a different look on what this time of year is really about. Not going to get too heavy and deep, just a little bit more really taking a magnifying glass and kind of looking, what is this really about? It's about spirits. It's about people believe this is the darkest time of the year. It's the darkest time of the night where spirits can roam around and, you know, talk to us more often and, you know, like, you know, the Day of the Dead, Samhain, these type of celebrations are all about communing with your ancestors and really believing that they are there to connect with you mostly on Hallow's Eve. Now, I, of course, don't believe we need a certain day or time, but do I love all these rituals? Do I love um, these types of um you know, I want to say like, uh, you know, exaggerated ways of going about it. I do. I think all these things are fun um, and respectful. A lot of them are so respectful. I went to Descano Gardens here in LA. They have, you know, beautiful, you know, display of things of, you know, pumpkin carvings. It's just like a, it's just like a really different take of Halloween, if you just want to be amongst nature and beauty and kind of almost like techno alien music they play, which I love. Um, but they had a Day of the Dead altar and they even invited people to write and put pictures. And when I saw that, I was just, I, was, I get very moved because even though I don't believe this is a certain time of year that you have to only talk to those who've passed on. I moved because this is the work I do and what I'm trying to do is to get people to see 
that the people they're missing, the people that you're having pain about are existing to you always. And I also get moved because I do this work and I'm looking at all those faces knowing I can see them, I can hear them. So on a personal note, if you don't mind, it sometimes is a heavy feeling of of going, how am I just one person, just little me, going to get out into the world and try to change the paradigm, change the thinking of all of this, that yes, all of the very like spooky kind of horror type stuff is super fun. I I guess (laughs) if you're into that, right? (laughs) Um, But you know, it is like I went to my first haunt I told you guys about. All of that stuff is really fun and kind of gives us almost ice my belief and what I'm kind of even coming through right now is kind of a feeling of um, if we lighten it up and we make it fun, maybe we don't have to be so afraid of what happens to us all, right? It's kind of my take. And I'm sure you're nodding going, yes, Adela. I understand that. And I understand that's why with me, people usually are like, oh, so you're going to do the real thing. They're intrigued. They're interested. They want to be a part of it. But there's a little bit of a, you know, it's going to be painful a little bit. There's good, yeah, I'm going to miss the person. But what I'm trying to do is combine the two, combine the two. By the time you guys hear this, I had already done my spirit circle that I did on Sunday. And that's what I was trying to do is like have everybody come together and, you know, talk to the, to the dead, but we could still have fun with it. Bring your favorite drink, wear a costume if you want. You know, I'm trying to show people, I think in the past I've been very, very serious, which by the way, um, I was told as a kid, I'm sure you're like going, I can picture this Adela. I was always told, (laughs) um, you're so serious. You're so serious. I was a very serious child. I took life very seriously because I saw and felt the same things I do today in an adult body. So I took time in my life and it takes effort to remember to to lighten things up, to bring light. That's why I love music and I love all of you and meeting all of you because I think people kind of help remind me, you know, hey, you know, there's all kinds of people in the world and everyone's living these cool lives. That's what I love about reading. So this is just my little spiel. I hope you don't mind. You're like indulgent, Adela, self-indulgent. I'm not trying to be, I'm really trying to be a little bit vulnerable and at the same time, kind of prepare you for what this episode is about. It's a very interesting episode. Thank you to everyone because your emails are flooding in. I am so happy that they're flooding in. Um, let me give you guys a wand drop. Instead of applause, we're going to go with wand drop. Thank you guys for pulling in those emails. Please keep them coming. Um, but this particular one I thought was kind of perfect for Halloween because I felt like there was something different about it. And, you know, you know, I don't normally drop into things until real time, but I just knew right off the bat, there's something different to this one. I feel like this is going to be very fitting for this time of year. So I just want to remind you as you're having, as you are having fun and you're doing your thing and you're going to your parties, or maybe you're like hangover from your parties, (laughs) hungover or whatever, have a good time. Enjoy yourself. It is 
is a way I'm realizing that some people we need a way to kind of laugh it off because I'm starting to get, oh, people are like afraid of this. They're afraid of where where we all end up. So this is a way to kind of lighten that. I get it. You're like, wow, Dela, it took you this long to figure out. It did. Um, so I understand. So this is kind of an in-between. There's a lot of light moments to this, um, a little mystery, but there is like an homage to the ancestors. So if you're someone, and I know my witches are out there, who celebrate Samhain, which is the idea of doing a ritual, uh, dedicating to the dead and the ancestors that are walking, uh, you know, between the worlds, or if you're, if you're celebrating the day of the dead and you are doing the same thing, or whether you're just kind of even going to church or whatever, and just remembering people you care about, all of it is welcome. And I hope you enjoy this. So I have, um, just a little bit, you know, I want to go into, um, the medium cafe because I wanted to just talk about something a little bit that is on the tail of this. I was I was drawn for some reason. You know how you wake up in the morning. For me, I'm an early riser. I'm a 5 a.m. Yeah, I know you're like Adela. Ouch! I know, I know, I know. 5 a.m. riser, and then I do all my things. So I'm doing all my things, and I'm you know getting things I need to get done and you know how you do stuff on the computer I wanted to watch something kind of in the background a little bit um sometimes I do this while I'm working out or whatever and I see this documentary called um unknown caves of bones so I was like drawn to this this was a archaeology doc and just something about it felt different I didn't know why I I just thought this could be interesting so when I'm watching it they're basically talking about um, this Delati. I think it's the name of the rock area. Don't quote me on it. You'll have to watch it yourself. And finding Naldi 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 remains. Now I'm going to explain. So I'm watching it and I'm thinking, okay, this is about like you know finding bones, finding an unknown. What they basically are saying, this is not human. This is not um, Neanderth- Neanderthal. Neanderthal. Wow. Okay, good job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is not our ancestors. I can't say that word. I apologize. You guys are probably dying. You're like, uh, okay, Dela. Um, obviously, I haven't evolved enough. But it is not, you know, the, the cavemen type and women. Um, it is a completely different species. And what was interesting is as they were kind of doing the graphics and forming it and going, what could this be? It absolutely, the first thing that came to me, they're five feet tall. They have these kind of small brains though, um, very small brains. And they thought that's why they thought they weren't really anything. Bottom line is, is that they basically find this other species and while they're finding this other species and they go into the catacombs, it's not even a catacomb, they go down this, it's crazy. You have to watch it, this long shoot. They basically realized they did a burial ritual. And that's why I thought it was interesting because I literally, for my Patreon, for those of you on my Patreon already know, um, I wanted to do like, you know, different rituals for the dead on my patreon and talk about that 
And as you can see, I'm kind of talking about it on this podcast. And I already have that planned before I even watched this. So I was like, okay. And it took a totally different turn because here's these scientists talking about they're mesmerized because they're absolutely not ape. They show the the fingers way longer than humans. I mean, the fingers are short, way the apes long are longer than humans so it's like these are definitely more like our fingers and they're just very short they their teeth they showed were meant not to be snarly because they were saying like apes you know kind of have these giant teeth so they can snarl at each other and show like don't mess with me they had teeth more like ours very small and they said ours are meant to smile and show like we're not a threat which i thought was so interesting that's what i love about listening to people who know what the hell they're talking about and um so basically they said it but they didn't say it fully but they're like you know they're kind of alien to us but they didn't claim they were alien which i thought was really interesting but they did claim they're alien to us because they are different. And as soon as I started, I just got this chills. I'm like, this is interesting. They found this other species. They don't, not sure, but the important part, and this is where I'm going to wrap it up. I swear and get to the email. If those of you might be waiting for that, but the important part is that I thought was so interesting that it took a turn. The main scientist who went on all of these types of crazy discoveries said he couldn't get down into those caves because he was too big. So he surprised everyone, lost all this weight so he could do it. And when he did it, he said his life changed. And the reason why is because he said, if these are species that believe in a life after death, if they did a burial, which represents religion, which represents spirituality, which represents life after death. And they said if they, because that's what was the big deal, is that they found one that was buried and it said it wasn't just like bones there. So it's like, this is purposeful. They must be thinking this much, much aware of almost a spiritual belief. And they said that is human. Isn't that interesting? They said what brings us together as humans is our connection, wanting to connect and wanting to believe in something more. And I was like, okay, that is really interesting. I'll just leave you with that. Go check it out. Send me your emails, send me DM, please comment if you will on this, you know, on Instagram and tell me what you think, because I thought it was very interesting. It's not a long documentary. It's pretty short, like an hour, I think. And the guy said he came unchanged. He came changed because he didn't really believe in anything till then. He's a scientist. He believes in facts and all this. He said, but something changed in him when he went in there and saw. He connected to something he couldn't understand. And if you don't know me, and if you, it's like in that moment, I felt like maybe this work I'm doing matters in some way, and maybe I could help bring a different perspective. And he said, you know, um, he kind of just said that he realized that, you know, being a scientist and kind of looking at things almost scientifically. And I've been saying forever that I feel that this is just a science we don't understand. You know, they thought they knew where all the species were too, right? Now they discovered a new one. There's a lot of conflict around it, just like anything. 
There are, pe- there are naysayers and arguers to what they discovered, and that is completely always going to be the case, which goes to show you no matter what proof you give, and they give solid proof, here's the bones, here's how they were. I mean, these people know their shit. Everybody in that field knows their shit. And people are like, mm, I don't know. And basically to me, what the guy was saying is, I have all the science, I have all the facts, I have all these years of, you know, being on all of these huge, he's known for being on famous, you know, um, finds and everything. He's saying, this is different. And I think what was different is he believed in something he couldn't hold in his hand. That was what was different. So I'll leave you with that. All right, let's go out and let's get into our first email. This is from Marie. Okay, here we go. Hi, Adela. First of all, I'm so happy that you went out and created the House Medium Podcast. Thank you so much, Marie. It's one of my favorites, and I think it's such a great spin on your abilities. It's been true delight to listen over the last year. I so appreciate that so, so much. Like I said, this really could be nothing, but it was just a little too coincidental for me not to send over to you. When did she say that? I think she, I think she said that uh, in her first email to me. Free, free, feel free to trunicate? Wow, you're smart. Any of this as you wish, because I'm not best at summarizing when it comes to details. I think matter for context. My two-year-old recently went through a period of sleep issues right before her second birthday. She seemed to head into the dreaded two-year-old sleep regression. At least that's what parenting sleep sites call it. She was a great sleeper prior to this period, but because sleep isn't a linear path to success, she flipped the script on us and started really fighting bedtime and waking up at all hours of the night. At first, it started with her waking and screaming as if from a bad dream, anywhere between two and four in the morning. Then it went into on full on refusal to be in her room for a bit. We worked with her a lot and got her to the point that she would at least start the night out in her room if we patted her on the back as she fell asleep. One night during bedtime, My husband messaged me if he had, my husband messaged me if I had set up the weird seance circle in her crib and sent me the picture I'm attaching, which by the way, I have the picture. So it's on Instagram, check it out. I laughed because I figured he was playing a joke on me, but when I replayed the monitor recording, it turned out that this formed as she haphazardly threw plushies into her crib while we were in the room. I was so creeped out, but just accepted it as coincidence. Throughout the later months, there have been random times she would just kind of get quiet and stare in corners of the room and edge closer to mom and dad. Honestly, the general aura of our home is amazing. 
but there have been a handful of times I get very uneasy feelings in that room. Otherwise, the environment is warm and safe. I've experienced light encounters with spirits in the past, and I feel like she may also have that connection. What do you think? Do you think something was trying to get our attention? Well, let's just dive in. And I'm sure you, this is a different one, like I said. So I really just want you to hear what I had to say to Marie. Okay, everybody. So you heard me read Marie's email. And yes, this is definitely an interesting one, which is why I chose this. Um, and also it was perfect timing because it came in right at the time that it needed to. But I have her here with me. Hi, Marie. Hi, Adela. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a little, it's a little nerve wracking because it's your baby and, you know, you got the mama bear out, but you know, I com one completely understand and two, you know how I feel about children and I do not allow the shit to be going down around kids. It's like, I'm serious about it. As my son says, I get intense about that. <laughs> it's <laughs> good today. We need to be, we need to protect our babies. I know. He's like, you get intense. And I'm like, well, this is the mom you got. Okay, so I'm real chill about everything else, but but this type of stuff, protecting is a big thing. So don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna break it all down. So let's break this down, okay? And get some clarity of you know your side of what you experienced and you know what you know she's experiencing, right? Okay, so let's go through the email. So first starts off with awesome, nice things. Thank you. Um, and then you kind of felt like maybe it was a coincidence because that's your logical mind, right? Just kind of hoping maybe these yeah. things, right? Okay. As the kids say, I was maybe being a little Delulu, just Is really that hoping that. It's yeah. So uh, my sister, my kid sister told me about that. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite phrases now. Yeah. Delulu Wait. is the Salulu. Have you heard that? Oh, it's no. where is this Gen Z you, or Gen Alpha? I think it might be a mixture of both. I'm not okay. for sure though. You need to fact check me on that. Um, <laughs> but my sister, who's like barely um, like an elder Gen Z, I'd say. Um, okay. Yeah, she said it was one of her favorite things because it's like the state of in the chaos, just being like, you know what? It's all good. I'm so positive. I'm so happy. This is light. This is wonderful. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's Gen Z. Uh, our kids are Gen Alpha. Mm. They're the Alpha. Got generation. it. Okay. They're, the Gen Z is like getting jobs and doing stuff, and the new teenagers on down to your kids' age is a Gen Alpha. Gotcha. So well, I'm still not sure where it's sourced from because I think it might right. even be younger people than her. That like, yeah, it could right. be. You might want to check me on the source. Yeah. Um, Double check. But us. yes, let us in. Gen Z. My coincidental hopeful thinking was Delulu, I believe. Delulu. Okay. Yes. I love that term. That's awesome. My other so favorite great. term I've learned from Gen Z is I feel some kind of way. That's a Gen Z thing. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good one. Isn't that, that a good really one? That really hits deep. 
Yeah. Right. Cause you don't always know how you feel. Yeah. So, and it, not only that, it just like resonates with you. Like I'm so deep in this feeling. I feel some kind of way, man. And it's just, yeah, no, it's yeah. good. I love it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones that they've taught me. Okay. So your two-year-old recently went through a period of sleep issues and anybody who's had a two-year-old, we understand that. Um, right before her second birthday. Okay. So she was going into her sleep regression where she was like up at night type of thing, like being mm -hmm. up when she should be asleep. Okay. Okay. So she was a great sleeper prior, but because sleep isn't, you know, okay. So I see you're going on the sleep path. So all of a sudden she's screaming um, from a bad dream from two to four. Can you describe any how she's acting and maybe stuff she's saying about it. Sure. So it's kind of hard. So at this point she has become a lot more verbal, but she's in that sweet spot. Oh, sure, of sure. She right. was just starting that. So there mm -hmm. hasn't been, thankfully we, I'm happy to report we're a little further past this. Um, but at the time it would just be like, she was deep into sleep and she would just pop up screaming her lungs out. And so the first few times, like immediately, we were just like, oh my gosh, like she's in pain, something is happening. And we'd run over there and she would just immediately cling to us. And so we would try to console her, but she was just like fighting to be put down and would just like get out of the room as soon as she could. Um, and then when we would try to get her back to the room, there was a lot of hesitation and fighting, honestly. Um, and eventually we would basically just walk the whole house with her and try to kind of, you know, distract her with the dogs a little bit. We've got a few dogs um, and just re-energize her in a positive way until we went to go basically soothe her back to bed. Um, but there were many nights where that just didn't happen and she would come to bed with us because she was like inconsolable at that point. Okay. Um, yeah. When and this was yeah, go ahead. probably like a, it's probably like a, two month period of this. It wasn't like every single night. There were times where there was a lot of back to backs that this would happen. Um, but over mm -hmm. a two month time frame, we just noticed this and, and it was not, there's something common called like night terrors yes. in children mm -hmm. where like they'll be asleep and totally asleep while they're like, if they're in the big kid bed, like running around screaming, but not remember a thing. And this was not that. Um, okay. and she very much quickly developed fear of the dark at, like around this time as well, which is pretty typical of a two-year-old, but mm -hmm. considering that this came like really pretty much like as the obvious nightmares came, um, it just didn't sit well with me. I don't know if they were connected for sure, but mom's intuition says, yeah, I would probably be freaked out too if I was having, you know, some bad dreams. Okay. Um, so when point. she, um, when she would wake up screaming, would she just like wake up in her crib and she's just like screaming? Would she be staring at anything at the wall? She would, um, no, but she would be more often than not, she would get up and be screaming, like reaching for the door. Okay. That's okay. That's what I need to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so then um, it went into you. Re she refused to go into her room. Like she was just like, "I'm not going in there." Yeah. Right. Okay. Done with it. 
not really, and sometimes we'd be able to like get it to the point where it was calm enough, um, where she would accept like a comfort yogurt pouch or something and then Mm -hmm. we'd take her back and she'd be fine, you know, and she'd sleep for the rest of the time. Other times it was like, we were up three hours with her and the majority of that time, um, she was just like very uncomfortable. Um, the only time she really found like comfort, comfort was when we were just out and with her. Um, it was very hard to kind of calm her down in the room. Okay. All right. Okay. So then one night during bedtime, um, your husband messaged you and asked you if, you know, you put up like some seance circle in her crib and you're like, what the hell? So can you explain that part a little bit and what he experienced? So, so he sent me a picture of basically the circle of plushies that was in her crib. And I just thought for sure he's messing with me. It would be very much like him to troll me that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was nearly a perfect circle. Um, So it looked very intentionally placed. And so I messaged back, just laughing it off. Like, wow, you're, you're kidding. And uh, he was like, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I I swear I didn't do this. And so I looked back at her, um, at her, I guess the recording of her uh, monitor, baby monitor. Right. And I saw that while we were all in the room, she haphazardly was throwing in several plushies, I guess, you know, her friends for the night. She loves to stack up her bed with fuzzy, warm things, um, as all kids do. Mm -hmm. And as she was throwing things in, all of the plushies bounced into place in this nearly perfect circle. And when I say bounce, I mean, like some of them, like, sure, I've rewatched the video several times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sure, it doesn't look unreasonable how they bounced. But there are some pretty far bounces that happen, I'd say. (laughs) And it goes into this, yeah, just this creepy looking circle, (laughs) to be honest. And Mm -hmm. so that night was not abnormal otherwise. Um, We had had previous nights where when I was in there, I would be trying to soothe her back to sleep and I felt uneasy and didn't want to have my back turned to the room. And I'm, I have known, been known to be sensitive in Mm -hmm. the past. Um, And I was just like, yeah, we're not doing this. And so I just would take her to our bed. She was big enough at that point that I was like, you're sleeping with us tonight because I am not going to have you in here. Um, and that's happened a handful of times. It hasn't happened in a while, which I'm really glad about, but this really was after all that. Um, and kind of when we were on the mend to kind of getting her to a happier space. So my Um, question is, did she, after this circle thing happened, did she get better at sleeping? Uh, I, she was on the way. Yeah. So after the circle thing happened, she did get better. Okay. All right. So, um, so she, so let's get to, um, throughout later months have been random times where she would kind of get quiet. So when would she describe her staring into corners and what oh. was that time frame? Yeah. Yeah. So as she's become more verbal, sometimes if she's scared or hesitant, she'll like drop her voice to a whisper. Like she's trying to make herself really small mm. and <clears throat> There'll be times when we're playing some sounds that she doesn't like, like 
different white noise machine kind of things, or there was a period of time she was curious about whale sounds. And so we would play whale sounds for her. And the last time we played it, because we were reading a whale book, uh, she got kind of weird about it. So I just turned it off. And then a little later, she stared into that corner and just kind of got like really kind of hunched over and just kind of crept into my lap and just kept staring like at the corner that we basically have her little Alexa step set up mm-hmm. um, for like music playback and stuff. And I was like, what is it, Rosie? Were you scared? And she said, like, Rosie's scared, you know, whatever. Oh, and, oh boy, no. Um, Nobody, no mom and, wants to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like, you know, but she's also at the age where she will just maybe affirm what we're saying, you know. But you can tell by the but, way she's saying it because I can yeah, and, it. Like she's hunched over. Demeanor, right. Like, just like, and it wasn't like she was alarmed. Like she feels safe and I can tell she feels safe. But she's also like, yeah, I'm watching this. <laughs> like, I have my eye on this. Right. This, the sense I got. And there are a few times, like every once in a while, there's nothing other than like sound she doesn't like love, but it's not an immediate, it's not an immediate reaction she has to the sound. It's usually something like delayed after that sound. Um, so I, I yeah. I kind of, in my mind, was like, okay, maybe that just brought her a little low or she doesn't love the way that makes her feel is kind of how I rationalized it. Um, right. But, um, but yeah, if there's like certain, um, I'm trying to think back. There was this one time in the last two weeks that she woke up and she was really trying to put herself back to sleep, but it was about 30 minutes and she wasn't going back to sleep. And she also looked in that corner as well. And then she got up and just kind of walked to her because now she's in a big girl bed. Um, she definitely jumped out of her crib in all of that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so we changed her to a big girl bed. And um, after she couldn't go to sleep and I noticed that she was staring out in that corner again, uh, she kind of walked to her door and just kind of sat there and let out a few little cries like, We've, we've done some sleep training and stuff with her because we just, none of us were getting sleep. Um, but she just kind of was looking out like until we got there and she immediately just like clung to me uh, when I got, or my husband, I think got her that night and just clung to him and then came to bed with us and just like would not detach from me pretty much. Aww. Okay. So I want to also let people know that um, I'm not going to share this online with everybody for everybody's privacy, but uh, Marie did send me the video and I did see, and it was very strange on how one thing I noticed was not only how they like jumped it, you know, <clears throat> they went into the crib, but like with such force, she's like little, like very little petite girl. And I've, used to work with two-year-olds, by the way, little fun fact, for many years in preschool. And I know how kids throw things and everything. It's usually kind of a little different, almost like throwing it like hand open and it's kind of ploppy. This was like forceful. It was very, it was like it got like a magnet was hitting it 
That's the perfect way to describe yeah. it. It looks like it's snapping into place, which is yeah. what killed yeah. me. And I when was I like, it. when I saw that, I'll be honest, oh. I was like, I, knew I just something. got the chills. Yeah, this is so- I knew I knew something oh. was going on. So let's not like keep you in more suspense. And I'm going to tell you what I feel is happening. Okay, so let's go. Um. So first of all, I hundred percent believe her couple of things when it comes to kids. And this is something everybody should know. Um, it is true. It's around two. I always say around two, two and a half. If children have a natural gift that you, you'll start to see it, or if they, you know, just in general kids up until about two or two and a half, kids are kind of like, if they see things, they're kind of like, Oh, there's something there, whatever. It's almost like normal. Like, you and a spirit isn't different up until that point when they start to become more and just, you know, on child development wise, not that I'm a child development expert, but I did work a bit with this age up until that point, kids are kind of like, it's like, they call it like kids do play um, parallel play a lot at that age. Um, But they start to kind of start to get aware of their world basically. Right. So they start to kind of be aware, like, well, there's something in my room that shouldn't be in my room because now I'm very much more here on a spiritual level. I feel like that age, they're starting to click in a little bit more. I always say about three is when kids click in better. And, um, they start to get more and more aware of like my mom, my dad, and rando over here (laughs) doesn't belong. And, um, so up to that point, they kind of don't really, it, it doesn't really like matter to them. So it is perfect age. So what I always say to people that kids start to kind of go like, if there was something in their room, also, you know, grandma, grandpa, aunties, whatever, they're not trying to f- have her screaming. They don't do that. They yeah. lower their frequency. They make their frequency almost like, like it's kind of like imagine if, you know, you had your a grandparent on FaceTime and you were like, well, you don't want to freak her out. So just don't say anything or whatever. This is a bad example. So you get the volume down. You don't just turn the volume all the way up and they're like, hi, grandma's here in the middle of them sleeping or something. Like, let's say you wanted to show Oh, I want to show you the baby or something. And, you know, so that's kind of their goal. They don't, they don't, they try their best to like not startle the, their, their, you know, their family. My feeling is that by the way, just to get you out of suspense, the circle is not bad. The circle was the good thing. The circle represents protection. So something was trying to protect her. That's immediately what was odd about it. Like there's two things going on. I feel the thing that she was scared of wasn't friendly. And the fact that you were saying that it's um, by the uh, Alexa, right? Um, Any kind of things like that kind of help those type of energies to use the energy to be in the room or kind of mess with it or use the frequencies. I always say TVs and things like this they'll use. Um, So I feel that in actuality, when the 
the when I saw the circle, I was like, oh, this is something trying to help protect her. They were putting a circle of protection. As a matter of fact, that's something I say to do with kids is saying we put a circle of light around you. Circle, always a circle. So I feel like something, what I see is someone, which I feel like my question to you is, because I keep getting an older woman. Do you have an older woman in your life who passed? Yeah. It's okay. So I have two. And recently I felt one of them very strongly. Yeah. Very strongly in her room to the point that I felt two. Uh, we're listening to a really beautiful song, and suddenly my grandma um, just popped mm-hmm. into my head, and I just knew she was with us, and I felt two cold spots in my arms that felt, I just felt very validated, like she was there with, with my baby. Mm-hmm. And she raised all of my family, uh, my siblings have a big family from infancy to the time we went to school and i always always call on her to watch over over my baby and then mm-hmm. the second one is um is who who she's named after um okay. is my other grandmother and i've always just had an incredible bond with both of them um i feel them with me often so that is and my grandmother, who raised us as babies, her us through infancy to, you know, kindergarten, her birthday is actually on the 29th. So I didn't realize that, honestly, until... Oh, wow. Yeah, until... Because the event of, like, feeling feeling her with us mm-hmm. was yesterday or the day before that. And it didn't even dawn on me that her birthday was coming up. Yeah. And I was talking to my mom and just kind of like free flow of consciousness telling her like, mom, I'm like really kind of concerned. I don't know what to do. And I feel like Nana is here. And she was like, but wouldn't she be helping? And I said, I told her, and I said, yeah, but it makes me feel like she needs to be here. Like she's protecting her um, and that she needs to be here to protect her. And I said, isn't her birthday this month? And she's like, yeah, it's on the 29th. And I just recalled that as I was speaking to her. And yeah. so. That's, yeah. why, that's why I kept me. I, I knew when I kept giving examples about grandma, I was like, okay, it's the grandma. It's the grandma. Cause, cause whenever I even try to just be flip it, it, it doesn't work. It always comes through. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw that as much as I was like, okay, that was very like, damn, you're just like really making sure those circles happening. And at first I was like, you know, that's just like a lot because it's a lot for a baby, but I already knew I was like, oh, someone, someone is going like, I'm protecting this child. And um, that was a protection. That's why I asked you, did it get better after that? And you were like, yeah, it kind of started to slow. Ooh, I felt like something touched me. Maybe not. <laughs> it could just be close. <laughs> um, um, I, I kind of felt like, um, yeah, and you said, oh, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, because I definitely feel um, that's what was happening. I do see like something that was scary. 
um, like a man that I don't feel like has anything to do with your family or anything. So I would, I'll go over with you the things to do to cleanse, especially around any machinery. Um, cause believe it or not, TVs and things like that. So I feel like the thing that was messed, the person that was messing with her, um, your grandmother was battling not it. Not about it. Yeah. Like get yeah. out of here, hombre. No way. Right. Right. So that is still, even if grandma is protecting her, um, mm-hmm. that could just having two energies in her room just doesn't like, it still could scare her because she doesn't know. Yeah. Right. And that's why I was saying that sometimes even when family members are doing their, they're doing like, Hey, we're just trying to protect you and make everything good. Um, you know, it could still startle a child. So I feel like she, that circle that came about was definitely grandma, grandma helping her. And, um, I would say that the vision I get is like this corner I would cleanse that corner. I'm telling, I'm kind of banishing anything away and asking for St. Michael, which you always want to use around children. St. Michael, he's the, that energy is the protector for children. Like that energy very much is like, don't, where do you think I, like I've always been this way, but that's what also I resonate with. Like, don't mess with the kids. So if you call in St. Michael and said, put a protection what I would say every night, I would, um, you could say it out loud if you want with her or not, but you could say put a protection of, you know, light around her. The sword stands in front of her door, in front of her window, around any, any corners, anything bad intention, get out. Where And I ask for my grandmother to stay protecting of her and the energy will shift because now it becomes the opposite it becomes a fortress like anything else could be happening but not in this room mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like this is holy ground right yeah and with children people have this isn't a, this has nothing to do with anything you did this is just for everyone listening because i repeat this a lot they're sensitive they are very they're fresh off the baking line they just came from where we all come from so to them that line is still open, you know, that connection. That's why kids believe in flying and they believe they can do anything and they could be fairies. It could be this because they still see that world a little bit and it starts to close around two and a half, three and not fully close, but it just starts to get a little less intense. And so that's why they start to kind of recognize. I do still see those things, but what the hell is it? What's happening? So I feel like what happened with her is your grandmother was definitely doing her job and the other one wasn't. I feel like I've pushed that out because you have to be very firm. I would cleanse it whether you have incense or whether you have like a spray or anything you're into. Put twinkly lights in there or whatever. I always say light. Light is important in kids' rooms. Like you don't need the heavy stuff. You need you don't need the heavy hitters. You don't need the heavy stones and all that. Like everything should look magical and sparkly and like this is just light, light, light because they're light. So if you create that in her room, whatever she likes to look at, 
it's unicorns or fairies and you are creating her oasis. She's claiming it and you're claiming it as her mom. So I would <laughs> do that because I feel like she's sensitive and you're sensitive. And because you're sensitive, you have to state to that world, I'm sensitive. I see things, but do not mess with my child. Else, this is all hell's going to break loose. You have to kind of come because you're her, you're her represented representer. Um, so children can't Adela, really do that. I will, yeah. I'm sorry. I will say that you actually read for me while I was pregnant and oh, really? you gave me best yeah I was in the middle of trying to figure out whether to switch jobs and you told me mm -hmm. not to switch jobs because it was a terrible idea at the time because of what you sensed which was totally right by the way okay but on top of that you were just so thrilled for me to bring this new little baby in to the world and you told me very specifically that we were here for the reason to be that baby that little spirit's earth guide and I will mm -hmm. never forget that I take that job very seriously and um, as soon as this threat came up, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Got to <laughs> gotta bring in the heavy hitter right now because I yes. cannot. <laughs> yes. I'm, oh, my gosh. It just makes me want to cry. It's just so awesome. I love that so much. Yeah. I know a lot of people, they don't understand always my, you know, uh, soapbox about kids but I feel like it's the key to our future in the sense of not the way people say it ever but if we don't if you really want to change you know if we really want to make a change in the world if we really want to create a new world then we have to start looking at children as people yeah. who we are cultivating to become I mean look at what everyone's like oh the Gen Z's are they're changing the world. They're saving us. Well, that's because, I mean, not to brag, my, I, I'm raising an alpha, but most of my generation, Gen Xers, raised Gen Zs, and we said we need to create an army. It's not, it's not a battle of the of the, of the Gens, everybody. I'm not trying to get out get all the generational battling, <laughs> but I'm trying to make a point that you know, if we don't look at children as an opportunity. The reason why people get so touched when people are pregnant and they see babies, because it's hope. It's the idea of, of a new world. Maybe this, this, it could be better. So on a spiritual level, I feel the same way. We have to treat children like they are sensitive to these things and energy and all these things are very sensitive. We don't have to bring you know the darker you know stuff and I was telling Marie before we we recorded you know this is Halloween and I and you guys heard me you know yap about it before but this is Halloween and yes Halloween is fun and it's all this cool but be be aware of the energy around kids because that energy they pick up on it in a different way than you do they're not numb to things they're not numb to um, the heavy stuff. So I just always say, you know, when pe I see people trying to push kids into that, you got to be aware about that. So be aware of what it's not like in the Christiany way. I'm not, I'm not a Puritan or anything like that. I get, have a good time, let them be the monsters and all that stuff. But you know, if you're going to do things like that, also kind of on the flip side, make sure that you're creating a light space for them and creating that it's, this is not, 
in infiltrating their world. So, and also pay attention to your kids. Some kids are very sensitive to these things, and some kids it doesn't do a thing to them. So fine, great, that's great. I've seen some kids do stuff where I'm like, I wouldn't do that as an adult. But they're very like kind of almost like some people are born really understanding the the darker side of stuff, and it doesn't it doesn't they're almost like warriors in that way, which is fine. So this isn't a blanket statement to everything. But I guess if there's anything anybody can learn is pay attention to your child. And then not to mention you called in grandma and she did her job. You did good. You called her in and she did it. I mean, because when I saw that and just so everybody knows, when you see when I saw the video, I was like, it definitely looked like a force field was pulling. (laughs) Like I've seen kids. I've been around so many kids. I worked in for 10 years with two-year-olds. I have a kid myself. They like throw stuff and it's like blah, blah, blah. And you're like picking it up off the floor. It was going directly in. And she's little. Mm-hmm. She's like, this there was little no person. way that that girl, I mean, like, she can't she even be a put, basketball player. <laughs> yeah. She can't even put her Velcro shoes on. Uh, until, it was, well, actually, it was say interesting. That, it was, it, there was it, no it, way that was oh, by her. No, no, no. That was it an was, intentional thing by something else. She was throwing it in and it was like, all of a sudden she became the Hulk or something. Cause it was like, yeah. and it was like, throwing it in and each one landed like in one after the other forming a circle it was almost like literally if we you know i could see but like let's say if we could put a a filter over it and you could see what's the energy behind it you would just see someone's hand going boom and like making it go into a circle yeah because i was looking at the going i could see someone helping her but I was like, I got to wait. I'm going to wait till I do this with her because I know this is positive. I know she's freaking out and she's calling it a seance circle. I'm like, no, 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 girl. That's a circle of protection. And even when to you do fair, a seance circle, it is a circle of, that's why you do a that circle. It is protection. protection. Uh, to be fair, that was my husband's language. Uh, oh, no, 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 I... no hate to the circles. No hate to the circle. I do <laughs> not. the seance. I do not blame either one of you. I don't blame either one of you. If I came in and saw that, I'd be like, what motherfucker was up? Uh, I would definitely be, no, I don't blame you at all. That's completely understandable. But it was so clearly done and and it wasn't an accident. And and you guys, she's letting letting me post the circle. So you look at it, you're going to probably going right now to the Instagram to see to see the picture but um it, it, if you saw the little girl I was like that's the that that was like the clincher I was like she lo- I go okay I gotta get her on I'm like this little girl is tiny little petite girl looking like she became Michael Jordan all of a sudden I was like this mm-hmm. is it <laughs> Oh, so and good. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been around so many of those kids. Usually, you're crawling all over the floor because they missed it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, or no, there's like, no level of back all over the place. Yeah, right. That would have brought that coordination no. into an almost two year old. And you could there's say, none. you could say, like, and this is a thing. This is a thing. You people go. You know, these things happen and these crazy things happen. What people don't understand is that 
when we talk paranormal, we talk otherworldly and all these things, they're not creating something out of thin air. They're utilizing what we have. So what this is why it depends on if you believe like everything does have an explanation and everything, but do you believe an explanation can be something that unseen that people tend to not pay attention to? Is there another type of energy source that is similar to electricity or other things we've come to understand and spirits are just a different energy. So your grandmother didn't like create this circle out of thin air. She utilized what she had and she got you guys attention, right? Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And did it in the perfect way in her crib so that it was recorded. So you would see how it happened. Yeah. The yeah problem- it was in mm-hmm. perfect frame as well. Perfect frame. Like- it was right in the center of the crib. And how that works is there's no time in that world. So she already knows. She already knows this will be the perfect time. They're in the perfect position. So I already know she's going to end up throwing these things in and I'll help her. And so I feel that part was protection. The corner was not. So I would just say do the things I said. Um, but I definitely feel almost that was a statement to the other thing. So um, that's why it started to get better. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. And, you know, the the component of this that I was like not adding up is that, you know, and I mentioned like things do seem so much better in the room for sure. Like it's been a while before we've had any incidents. But and, and we forgot in, to mention the dream part. The dream. Yes. yes. I am very curious about this. So okay. I've been known to have very graphic dreams before. Um, and I um, this wasn't anything that I'll go into super detail of. Um, only trigger warning is it did have to do with the baby. Um, but I, when she was about one years old, I like had this awful nightmare, but it felt like a little more... Um, and it was her in her room levitating in her crib and kind of convulsing but in a like glitchy way mm-hmm. uh, like a shape-shifting way of some sort and like i woke up nearly in tears i was just truly felt as if i was under spiritual attack and that she was under spiritual attack and i feel like, um, actually, as a matter of fact, I think there was another dream I had years ago then that I had talked to you about a and you said, yeah, it seems like you step in every once in a while as people right. do, um, while you're sleeping into that world. Um, and just to kind of be, just ward off my space, do what I need to do to just push boundaries. And so that's what I did when I woke up. I just, I just really just focused really hard on just protecting the house with as much light as I could um, coming from me to like just just tent completely around the house um, in this huge sphere. I checked on her monitor. She was fine. Nothing, you know, not that I expected to see anything, but you just never know. When you wake up from something so jarring, um, mm-hmm. it's like, what is going on? Um, and so that added another layer of concern to me about the circle for sure. Um, I don't know that she wasn't having sleep problems at that point, but, you know, like you said, kids just kind of 
don't really perceive threats or care really about familiarity versus strangers at that point. Um, they're just kind of still kind of just smiley little, little people who kind of go with the flow. Um, yeah, my feeling with the dream is that you were seeing that the attack for sure, that there was something not right, even though she wasn't picking up on it like she, you know, like she did or realizing it or getting upset about it. You were seeing what I'm seeing that mm -hmm. and it looked like a man, to be honest. And Same I, energy, you know, just that yeah. strange random person yeah, who is it looked like a man and it looked like it had to do with the house and it looked like he was angry i don't really want to tap too much because i don't want to yeah not I a good we don't want to right we don't want to invite. invite anything so in the sense that you know we're not when it comes to kids i kind of feel more like you know we just say i don't give it who I don't care what 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 happened to you. Bye. Doesn't matter. I'm okay without giving yeah. any validation to that right. thing. That's what I'm saying. We don't person, need a validation. Whatever. But I have a feeling yeah. you'll get one someday. So that's why I kind of felt called to to drop it in your lap that there it's a okay. man and it kind of looks like around the 60s or something. So okay. I so I feel like that pushing that out and you know still calling in saint michael to push that out and you say get out that's not okay um and that has a lot more to do with you um being tuned in so when you're tuned in you got to be careful because you're tuned in you got to make sure you put up protection and wards around not just yourself but your kid when and this is for everyone at home if you're interested in you know, any type of magical pr thing, practices, spiritual practices, paranormal practices, you got to realize that you are the representation of your family. And so you got to make sure that you're guarding the rest of the family, especially children. Um, so I feel like that's, that dream was definitely a premonition of you telling you, yep. and not just a premonition, but like, this is happening in your house, pay attention. Mm -hmm. So it worked obviously yeah, no for sure and i've been known to have that was actually the first time i noticed my sensitivity was through premonition so mm -hmm. i that further validates what you're saying it's like when i was a kid i would just know that something was going to happen like oh dad is going to fall through the ceiling oh man that happened two minutes later um yeah weird random things um so yeah everything you're saying is completely spot on i cannot thank you enough for yes helping well, me decipher thank you. that Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing this. I know it wasn't easy, but let's just do let's just do a little magical wand cleanse for the baby and for everybody. Um, but thank you so much for coming on, and um, let's give props to Grandma for coming through. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dela. You're welcome. See? Yeah. That is why I wanted to have this episode be a little different. I had a feeling when I first heard, read the email, I was like, I reread it a couple times. I said, this just something feels, and I couldn't tell. This is going to be a negative or positive. And this being a baby and being her child, I was really like, I don't want to tell her. 
anything too negative. So when I kept, you know, sometimes when I'm just trying to say stuff, flip it, this has happened to me a lot. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like your grandma, you're like your grandma. And I just knew it had to be connected in some kind of way. So the fact that, you know, first of all, um, you know, all the sound effects, I, I didn't play the video that wasn't the baby. So everybody knows to protect their privacy. But I saw the video and it was, like I said to her, I was like, it was like she was throwing it I've so hard. And that's what that's what actually got me, honestly. Because I was like, either something is really going on with her, which I don't want that to be true. Like something is, you know, kind of helping create that energy with her. I was like, oh, I don't want anything, you know, like that for her. Um, but then when I watch it, it, it almost felt like it was just being like like gravity like a magnet almost was just getting pulled and it wasn't like so perfect either it wasn't like you could see the circle forming it's just as they went in they just hit each other in that way now if you ever had a baby or been around children or been around toddlers we talked about this after and I can't stress to you how much how tiny she was I mean she's petite and her arm was stretched as high as it could to get into that crib, to throw something in that crib. It just didn't make sense because I've been, I babysat since I was 13. I worked with two-year-olds. That was my age. That is my um, expertise. Um, they don't do that. They like throw and they create a mess and it's like kind of hits the floor and then you have to pick it up and hand it to them. Every time they handed her one, she got it right in there and it went in with like force. And that's why it, it did feel like what I, my read on it was like, somebody was like, no, you are going to be protected. Like something was making that happen. So when I first saw the picture, I knew I said, this is a protective circle. Um, I can understand how alarming that would be to find, but I knew it was a protective circle. And it's also to say this, and I want to make this clear, you know, as you go, you have your kids going trick-or-treating or your grandkids and you, they partake in Halloween. I 100% believe in Halloween um, being fun and being lighthearted and 100,000% I'm not, you know, some Puritan or something. But just remember even Halloween or not Halloween, kids are very sensitive to energy because they're right, right off the baking line. They're connected to the magical realm. They're connected to the magical realm that's good. So whenever I see people push the darker stuff on kids, unless that child is that way themselves, and there are kids like that, that are kind of like very comfortable with darker things. They almost kind of, I call them the warriors that they'll They'll walk between the light and the dark and they'll rescue those that are lost in the dark and help them come to the light. They're very comfortable that way. But if you are pushing that on a child, I feel, I don't feel that that is going to be helpful to them. Or if you're going to have them like be part of these kind of darker horror things, just remember, you know, to cleanse and protect and everything. Kids are very sensitive to these things. And especially little, little kids, which I don't think people are doing that with, but they're very sensitive. And, you know, 
Halloween or not, just know that children, you, everyone is very connected to that realm and sensitive to that realm and things do affect you more than you think. And also, as Marie did, where she's calling in her grandmother to protect her, uh, check in with the people that you're talking to. Ask them for the signs, listen to the signs, you know, honor the dead, everyone. Honor your friends and family. If you want to do it on Halloween, you want to do it on Hallow's Eve, you want to have a Samhain, you want to have a Day of the Dead ceremony. I would say it in Spanish, but I feel like I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> um, I, you know, honor them. That's all I'm saying. And honestly, in some strange way, that little circle with that little girl, she was honoring her grandmother and she didn't know it. And her grandmother was helping her. That is why we honor them because they do want to help. They have a whole world and a whole life they're participating in and that they're dealing with and that they're doing. Trust me, they're not just part of this world only. However, they want to help. They want to know, they know we're stuck in this mundane world that we're dealing with the walls and the floors beneath us, that we have to like live these mundane lives, that we're not in the other realm where we don't have to deal with the physicalities of this world. And I do feel that because people are afraid of all these things, are afraid of, of their own mortality and others' mortality that these time of years and these celebrations kind of give us a comic relief to what is difficult. But you know me, I'm going to go left. I'm going to bring a little relief and um, have, you know, humor in this and lightness and beauty. Um, but there is beauty in what we're afraid of. There's beauty in pain. There's beauty in everything. You know, it's not the only way course, you don't have to go through pain and suffering to have beauty in your life. Absolutely not. But during this time of year, as it's the darkest time, the energy feels different when the wind is breezing and you're kind of feeling that vibe, right? You know, that otherworldly vibe. Take a listen to your people. Take a listen and take a tune in. Take a little break. If it's five minutes, 10 minutes, whether you want to have an ancestor altar or not, whatever it may be, if you pray, if you go to mass, whatever it is, take a minute and realize the world is vast. Like I was saying with that documentary, we have so much to learn, so much to discover and uh, enjoy <laughs> it. Excuse me, I'm a little choked up, I guess. Uh, I felt like I swallowed on my own words. Enjoy your night. Happy Halloween. Happy ancestors. Hello. Happy to all of you. Thank you for supporting this podcast. I don't really have any announcements this time. Everything I post will be on the Instagram, on the Instagram and such. But I just wanted to say that to you and remind you what this is all really about. Don't be afraid because the magic is awesome. The magic is there and you just got to remember to look around. All right. Follow yourself. Follow no one. Listen to your inner voice and I'll see you soon.
Thank you for listening to the House Medium Podcast. And thank you for those who joined me on my podcast and allowing me to also read your emails and having all of us, including the listeners, go down the rabbit hole with you. And speaking of which, don't forget to email me all your questions at thehousemedium at gmail. And you can also follow me on Instagram at The House Medium or Adele Levine. And if you're interested in my services, you can check out adelevine.com. And remember, those bumps in the night, or if you need help on your housing needs, renting or buying, I can pop on by. But if you are experiencing bumps in the night or shadows in your room, it may not be just your imagination. So contact me, Adela, your house medium.